Hello, this is Kelly Mickey back from, I had to make a quick call, it was kind of urgent, uh, so sorry I had to pull away there for a while, um, but we were in the middle of doing um, a collage of Ben Fulford and um, Michael Jaco, so let me continue that. Um, we left off with Ben Fulford and we're going to start again with Ben Fulford. So, I appreciate your patience on that. And this is the second Ben Fulford. Oh, where'd he go? This one. Okay. Bill Gates surrenders to the Chinese as secret war rages on. The secret battle for planet Earth is raging on with England, Russia, China, and a Pentagon leading the charge against the satanic Kazarian Mafia. In the biggest development last week, Microsoft Bill Gates, fearing for his life, has surrendered to the Chinese and is providing them with inside information about the pharmaceutical mafia, Asian secret society, and Pentagon sources say. The official Chinese Xinhua news agency reports Gates have offered $100 billion to fight the new coronavirus. Chinese President Xi Jinping wrote to Gates. I support your cooperation with relevant Chinese institutions and look forward to enhance coordinated and concert efforts in the international community for the sake of health and well-being of all. The relevant Chinese institution Gates is cooperating with most certainly include the Chinese Secret Services. Asian Secret Society source told the Pentagon last week that they were aware the bioweapon attack on China was carried out by the same people who assassinated President John F. Kennedy and associate the 11th September. The Asians and the Pentagon are first cooperating and sharing pinpoint information to ensure all guilty parties are led to justice. Now we need to look at the road of U.S. President Donald Trump and his regime in this whole business. A key hint is the escalation of the panic surrounding the coronavirus, otherwise known as the common cold virus. Spread intensified in earnest after the U.S. corporate government formally defaulted on February 16. This pandemic is being staged to provide cover for the cutoff of credit that the U.S. is experiencing right now. We also note that Trump has lost much of his military support. That is why he was forced to hire the openly gay, flaming Zionist U.S. ambassador to Germany, Richard General, as acting director for national intelligence. It is why Chum Quirant is punished his flunky cash-out paddle as a name for a member. CIA and Marine veteran Robert David still notes, the secret Mandarins were lied to the acting DNI and his new hire such as Capsiac Paddle, all of whom are just as ignorant of the substance of intelligence despite the super smarts on knowing what the president needs but is not good getting apart from subversions and lies. As with Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, the secret world will seek to charm and subvert, and Grantnall's enchantment, which denotes side of Zenimness, will be his actual hill. Of course, there is a much bigger game in play here. 
The gathering of G20 finance ministers last week in Saudi Arabia, minus the UK, Russia, and China, provides hints about what is at stake. It is very important to synchronize Indonesian finance ministries. Mulani Indrati stayed in a Bloomberg TV interview in Riyadh on the sidelines of G20. Indrawati added, "All the economic ministers are coming here, and the central banks have instruments and policy tools that they can implement and execute, including fiscal expansion if it is necessary." She's basically saying that the central bankers will create unlimited amounts of stimulus. Of trillion dollars of computer credit money, this time it would not work as we are in the end game now. It does look like Indonesia has been chosen by the Zenith Cable to take over from China in the manufacturing sector. There are no coincidences, as the Russia FSB source note. Even if the new coronavirus does not exist, it would have had to be invented because something needed to be done to prevent China from taking over the world. In other words, the West needed to draw a line in the sand and make sure we do not end up within one China world. Now, P3 Freemason sources are saying the plan is to increase panic worldwide over the new virus as an excuse to bring on martial law, which is needed to start a world federation. Asian secret society sources say they understand and support the need for a loose world federation as the British Commonwealth. This would be a multipolar arrangement limited to dealing with problems faced by planning as a whole. It would be equivalent of neighborhooding garbage collections, where people agrees to put their garbage at the end of the driveway on certain days, but also agrees to let the trash collectors come into their homes. What this group do not support is a Zionist-controlled fascist new world order run by certain worshipping Khazarian gangsters. These people are still separately clinging to a biblical end-time theory that involves killing 90% of the world's population and enslaving the rest. Some of their recent fear monitoring about 10 plagues hitting the planet. It is also worth noting in that Rothschild and Angeli family-owned Economist magazine feature the four horsemen of the Acropolis on its three-year 2019 cover. Anyway, let's take a look. At the fear pond show, the outlets have in store for us over the coming weeks, all thanks to a new type of coronavirus. Remember, this all supposedly started with a crazy fruit bath, and now Chinese officials admit that the animal market was not the cause of the outbreak, but don't want to say what was. What we are seeing is industrial shutdowns, pandemic street performance, and other such acts in stores of countries. Here, for example, is a quote from Newsweek. It's a little worrying. Until this happened in Portugal, it almost seems like a media stunt," says Macro Batoni, who lives in the northern city of Feltre. Guess what, Mr. Batoni? It's a media stunt. In Japan, there is an elaborate corporate media play out about people who were quarantined on a cruise ship and then sent all over the world without being properly tested. Even Iran is participating in the pandemic kabuki theory. However, it looks like South Korea, whose film *Parasite* recently won an Oscar, is now about to get the best pandemic acting award. There is so much fear porn spinning around this latest virus 
that it has now been affected all the patients in an insane asylum in South Korea. Here is what CAA Australian intelligence sources have to say about the act unfolding there. Daegu, South Korea, is the next chosen death center outside of China. There will be lots of deaths there. South Korea was targeted with coronavirus to bring down the economy. It is working as the KOSPI is down 2.3% today. The manufacturing centers of high-tech are being targeted. Daegu is a manufacturing industrial city. It's the economic and industrial core of Daegu, Gunburg region, one of the major industrial areas in Korea. It is just a coincidence that the manufacturing sectors are being hit by this designer coronavirus. This bioengineered pandemic was actually planned to create global pandemonium and is doing just that. Next, it may be a coronavirus-infected werewolf in London running at bulk. God save the Queen. This is all about collapsing the major economies of the world and the banking system. That is exactly what is now happening. World trade is seizing up and markets are about to explode. In just the past week alone, $7 trillion was erased from the global market. We are also starting to see empty stores thieves, and we see plenty more of those before this is all over. In Japan, it is now impossible to buy face masks or in infected alcohol unless you buy it from providers. A cut in medical supplies from China is going to increasingly affect the U.S. too. This is just a crust of the wave. The links below provide multiple examples of the world economy now grinning to the hat. As a Goldman Sachs trader recently told me, I will continue to dance as long as the party goes on, but I will stay close to the door. Just as the Mongols use human thieves to protect the warriors, the oligarchs are now using retail investors to protect their profits. The links below show how retail investors would jump in at the last minute, just in time to take the heat. Remember, fro- remember, folks. At the end of the day, only things that actually exist in the world will matter. That is why gold closed at sixteen forty-five. Dollars per ounce Friday, and appears to be in a strong bull run on the way to twenty hundred dollars. Also, rhodium, which is kept off the radar, closed Friday at twelve thousand three hundred dollars per ounce. Six months ago, it was thirty five hundred per ounce dollars. One year ago, it was twenty five hundred dollars per ounce. It is used upward in the secret space program. I have direct knowledge of this," explained a CIA source. Mexican politicians, meanwhile, are calling for a ban on silver exports and urging citizens to invest their savings in silver. However, the Chinese appear to be making the wisest investment of all: food. Remember, as the story of King's Middlesbrough career, you can't eat gold. China has been buying huge stash of nuts, dried food. And canned meat and fish, according to Russian FSB sources, these are food that do not require refrigerations or cooking, and are used for military campaign as well as emergency relief in the event of disasters. The Chinese might be on to something. Now might be a time to make sure you have your own personal food supply. Finally, this week, here are some recent news items worth mentioning. One is that. 
so-called First Nation activists are now trying to shut down rail traffic in Canada. Canadian government sources say these people are receiving money from the Rockefeller Brothers Foundation to stop pipelines meant to export oil to Asia. Another is we are hearing that Turkish President Recep Erdogan is going to remove soon because of his neo-Ottoman expansionist plans. Erdogan is temporary. He will be removed very soon as he closed the line that Putin put in place. An FSB source explained. He tried to run to U.S. for help, but he already burned that bridge. Finally, Russian and Taiwanese sources both tell us Chinese President Xi Jinping has been killed and replaced by a body double. That is why he recently vanished from public view for 12 days during the coronavirus outbreak. However, we have not been able to confirm this with the Chinese government sources. Okay, so that is the second Ben Fulford. Um, Parts of it, I think, um, are similar to what we've heard before, and yet there's new news in this broadcast as well. So, um, the next one, I believe, is a Michael Jaco, and this one is big news. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets. So, yesterday I talked about how I was uh, had a past lifetime as uh, General Sherman, basically marched on the uh, South, and uh, probably not so coincidentally, there was a vandalism at Grant High School, named after General Grant, mm-hmm. who I talked about in my uh, video yesterday, uh, by Antifa. So it's uh, it's interesting because, you know, I, I believe that Antifa is supported by the deep state, and uh, of course the Democratic Party has basically been overtaken by the deep state. And uh, not to say that there's, you know, angels within all of the Republican Party, because uh, as I'm going to talk about, uh, Governor uh, Kemp is basically probably going to be charged with treason here pretty soon. But uh, it's interesting because um, some people came in and said, you know, how could you be, uh, you know, Sherman and also Hearst? Well, I'm going to throw you another curveball and tell you that not only was I Sherman, but I was also General Armistead on the other side. So these are the things that we do. We'll come in and have multiple lifetimes. Some of us have that. There's a percentage of us that are incarnate right now that are having multiple lifetimes. So, you know, uh, some of you guys are having a hard time just coming to grips with just past lifetimes alone. (laughs) But now I'm like throwing you a huge curveball and telling you about how you'll incarnate uh, at key points in time like a lot of us are here in this key point in time right now and uh you'll sometimes have multiple lifetimes to try and achieve a certain goal so armistead basically trying to end the war on his side it was very close uh some manipulations going on obviously uh he made it all the way to the angle the high point of the southern rebellion and uh was stopped out there and I'll tell you a little bit of a story about that in a second. So let me uh, go ahead and share the screen, and we'll we'll talk about you know what's going on in the world right now and some deeper stuff. So not only am I going into past lifetimes, but I'm going to talk about secret space program stuff too. All right, 
So, here it is, Antipod Debases, Ulysses S. Grant, high school in Portland, last night, and who so knows, maybe it was what I was even talking about, about that, you know, really that past lifetime. It's insane. It's insane how these things work. Not really insane, you know, I mean, once you start to, you know, make connections with, uh, you know, energies and so forth, and you're like me, you're pretty much impelled by spirit, by higher higher forces uh, to basically share Compelled. information. And, and a lot of times, I don't know why I share some of the stuff I do. I don't know why I'm sharing that I've had, you know, these, these three lifetimes, but I think they all kind of interrelate and they all kind of paint a certain picture of things that are going on right now because we're seeing the Democrat Party, like I said, uh, who started the Civil War. And uh, I know there's lots of people that are still stuck on that and will argue, you know, whose side was better like these uh, Antifa assholes uh, thinking that Grant uh, stopped honoring Nazi colonizers, all right? So it's it's basically we have this karma that's happening in the U.S. right now. We have to clean it up. So we have to overcome all the negativity that was done during that time frame. Mm. So obviously the negativity was in the South, guys. Uh, so... Let me give you the story of, I'm going to pull this out and, and bring up uh, Armistead. So Armistead, Louis Armistead, wow, look at that guy. <laughs> Very similar. All right, so anyway, Armistead, I look at Armistead's life, and I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> that is like me. And, uh, and he wrote a book on, you know, having no fear. That's what I teach. Uh, I taught that in a hand-to-hand program in the Navy SEAL teams, and I teach it now in my courses. Um, just I could just go on and on and on. He was a, he was quite a dresser. Uh, I've been a, quite a dresser in this life. So, uh, you know, look, kind of sh- same shape head, same facial features. So you'll carry these same facial features uh, uh, through, did I say facial? So uh, you'll carry these same, it's a little bit cold out here, facial features uh, throughout many lifetimes. And uh, as you'll see when I bring up Sherman, the similarities are very similar. So Armistead um, had uh, um, some mental, you know, PTSD issues, uh, fought in Indian Wars in uh, Florida and in in the South, all the way out to um, California. Uh, started some bases that are now big cities, uh, I think in um, uh, uh, Nevada. So uh, lots of different things. So um, interesting, interesting stuff. So when he made that last charge, when he was in, the, he was like the last one, and they basically were broke up into the Union lines. And there's a lot of different reasons why you know that it, that was a successful. They waited too late in the day. Should have started early in the morning, and a lot of a lot of different people that are very smart uh, can argue. You know, the cannoning uh, fire that they thought was being effective was not effective, and all this kind of stuff. So, um, on and on and on. But anyway, and they they basically hit both flanks. So, duh, you're going to come up the middle now. So, they telegraphed everything, and uh, it was it was a mess. So he was the last general. They broke the Union lines. He was about to turn, he was in the process of turning a cannon around to start to fire on the Union troops. And he got hit several times. And 
several times was in places that I've had issues in this life, mm-hmm. body problems in this life, shoulder, uh, kneecap, and so forth. So um, he was wounding those uh, several areas, went down, made a sign, a Masonic sign, and there was another uh, Masonic uh, officer in the Union lines who came to his rescue. And he went into, uh, they took him captive. Uh, they put him in, uh, he had his own little ho- uh, hut uh, that's still there. I visited it. <laughs> Boy, I had a lot of memories come through when I went there to that battlefield. So uh, he died there later. And this is this is the thing that I want to bring up, another thing that I want to bring up about these uh, uh, um, injections and uh, so forth. Mm-hmm. Right. This is going to be shocking for a lot of you, uh, but I have memories of being there and I was taken care of and they even talk about it in, uh, you know, historical accounts where he was perfectly OK. There's no reason for him to die. But they said he died of exhaustion and, uh, you know, from his wounds. Yeah, whatever. So I remember being visited in the middle of the night and. Uh, but before that, let me say, they, they came to him and there's like uh, a historical account where they're like, why do you guys keep coming? You know, why are you fighting this war? And, and he said, because of our rights. And um, uh, he said, and they, he said, this is why we're going to beat you. So he pulled out from his pocket in his, in his uh, trousers, uh, dried corn. <laughs> and that's what these guys were surviving on. And he put them in a uh, We'll survive on anything, you know. <laughs> hardcore guy you know like me uh so i remember being visited in the middle of the night by a doctor that gave me an injection and i was sleeping and i felt the injection i remember waking up and going what the hell did you just do i have i remember the exact words and this little jackass uh, that was posing as a doctor said i gave you the cure and basically that cure was my death so he injected malaria in me, oh my God. and uh, I died from that. So I, I know that. So let me go down south. So in New, New Orleans, in that area right there. So a lot of you, it's going to like burst some bubbles right now. Um, a lot of the slaves were held by black owners. Many. A lot of, a lot of slaves were being released by white owners throughout the south, right? So, but black owners... <laughs> Kept a lot of slaves. That's so ironic. Right? Yeah. So they didn't have any problem with it. Jeez. So they were being, you know, as the uh, uh, Union Army was sweeping through, uh, in particular, yeah. New Orleans and liberating New Orleans, the slaves would be, um, would leave the plantations or whatever and join the Union Army in the rear. So they had this huge uh, group of uh, slaves that were basically following them, having to feed them, having to take care of them. And some doctors showed up, and this is historical fact. Doctors showed up and injected them. Yeah, so that's why we don't want to be injected by stuff, guys. And uh, another doctor uh, was alerted, uh, came in from, uh, I think uh, it might have even been New Orleans, and uh, came on the scene and saw hundreds of blacks that were just dying like like crazy injected mm-hmm. malaria all right so this has been going on for a long time guys we already know that 
you know, they used um, uh, germ warfare against the Indian tribes. They, you know, heard the stories of where they put germs, uh, cholera, whatever it was, uh, uh, typhoid, malaria, smallpox, I think it was smallpox, on blankets and gave them to the Indians and they, they wiped out huge uh, Indian tribes that had never been exposed to smallpox. So this is not anything new. That's why we cannot let these guys inject us. So Lewis Armistead, so simultaneous life as Sherman. So this is this is interesting. Both these guys are very similar and they're, uh, here, let me pull a picture of them. So I look at the similarity. It's crazy. So same thing. Um, very similar uh, life paths. So like I said, PTSD on um, uh, Armistead, PTSD on Sherman. When Armistead died, that's when Sherman kind of like rose. So that's one of the things that happens in these past, in these lifetimes. Uh, we'll have, some of us will have multiple lifetimes. And uh, as one life falls off, another one pulls up and to accomplish something in that because there's different timelines like we're talking about right now. And some of these timelines will need to be continued by another, you know, part of your soul consciousness. So uh, Sherman basically stepped up to end the war. So Sherman was very, um, and, and just like if they had broken the line, the, the plan was in, uh, in Gettysburg, continue all the way to Washington, D.C. And, and, and get the surrender. So they're very close um so sherman with grant uh talked about how sherman would run through uh the south and basically destroy their uh apparatus for uh continuing the war which he did and the war was ended so that is interesting right so let's go into another lifetime so these are like uh in a way, I kind of describe this for other people sometimes is think of shark's teeth. Sharks have rows of teeth. So they have the prominent teeth are in the front and then they have rows of teeth that are back there or they're getting ready to come forward. So that's kind of a crude way of uh, talking about lifetimes, but that's kind of what these lifetimes are like. So as one lifetime falls off, another one comes forward that's been, that's been developed over time. So. Same thing with William Randolph Hearst. So Hearst was part of um, uh, developing uh, newspaper news, so forth. Uh, he was at the forefront of that. And uh, also film, the film industry. Uh, he was at the forefront of that as well. Yeah. And he was in the Democrat Party, uh, which is uh, not the party that Hearst would have known. Uh, it's completely um, infiltrated and gone bad. So, what what, what am I doing right now? Uh, doing news, right? So it's uh, and it's going to be the new news. What we are doing, the digital warriors right now, is going to be the new news, right? So, uh, and the uh, entertainment industry, as we know, is not good either, and it's going to fall away. So. Interesting, yeah, all these different about... uh, parallels and lifetimes that you start to connect with, you know, and uh, they inform you 
and give you insights on what's going on right now. Kraken squared. Sidney Powell last night released lawsuit on Georgia, we're going to go into in a little bit of detail here in a second, but also on Michigan. So, um, and they're talking about uh, releasing a third here probably uh, on Friday. So, the Shiat has hit the fan, guys, and uh, it's blowing up in these uh, deep state spaces. Not pretty. All right, Supreme Court. Pandemic, no excuse to discriminate against religious groups. So that was a ruling. And of course, like I have said, um, our uh, deep state uh, boy Roberts uh, voted against it. But fortunately, we had five good Supreme Court judges in there. And like I said uh, months ago, I see Roberts going bye-bye after Trump's inauguration. And uh, he's going to have, I think he's going to have some health issues or something that are going to come up maybe around March time frame. But Roberts is going to go bye-bye. He's, uh, he's, he's an extreme deep state uh, actor, and uh, he will go. So he's, he's proven himself to be uh, a bad man. Sidney Powell files bombshell election fraud against Georgia. So she talks about, in this, and I'm going to bring it up in a, here in a second, uh, about mathematical and statistical anomalies rising to the level of impossibilities, um, ballot stuffing, uh, in, you know, with, with computer, you know, the, the latest rigged election stuff that's been going on for a long time. So, so it's a 104-page bombshell. It's a complaint exposing the massive fraud and over that overwhelmed the 2020 Georgia elections. So I think Georgians are going to be very happy about this. Um, I'm happy about this. Like I said last night, I felt this was coming, and it came after I talked about it. So Brian Kemp, in his official capacity as governor of Georgia, Brad Raffensperger, in his official capacity as secretary of state and chair of the Georgia State Election Board, David Worley, in the, his official capacity as member of the Georgia State Election Board, Rebecca Sullivan, in her official capacity as a member of the Georgia State Election Board, Matt, Matthew Washburn, in his official capacity as a member of the Georgia State Election, and and Lee, in her official capacity as a member of, let's say, all of these people, probably treason charges, guys. All right, so when you read through this, and this is available for everyone to read, and I highly recommend you start to read through this, and you're going to go, holy F. Their fraud was executed by many means, but the most fundamentally troubling, insidious, and egregious is the systemic adaptation of old-fashioned ballot stuffing. It has now been amplified and rendered virtually invisible by computer software created by and run by domestic and foreign, which brings in the trees and stuff, and foreign actors for that very purpose. So, uh, brings in the different counties that were rigged for Joe Biden. Um, and massive fraud begins with election software and hardware for Dominion Voting Systems. Uh, Governor Brian Kemp and uh, Brad Raffensperger spent $100 million of Georgia taxpayers' money to bring in this fraud. Uh, 
that focuses on Venezuela and other markets outside the U.S. Right. Venezuela. So again, yeah. uh, treason when you uh, try to overthrow U.S. government with foreign serve foreign help. So it talks about Hugo uh, <laughs> Venezuelan elections designed to manip- the Smartmatic software was designed to manipulate Venezuelan elections in favor of dictator Hugo Chavez. So it goes into detail about that. The voting machines themselves had a digital display, finger t- fingerprint recognition feature to identify the voter and printed out the voter's ballot. Sounds good, right? The voter's thumbprint was linked to a computerized record of that voter's identity. Mm-hmm. Smartmatic created and operated the entire system. So the system basically uh, with the voter's thumbprint, uh, the software itself to function in such a manner that if the voter were to place thumbprint on finger <laughs> fingerprint on a scanner, thumbprint Did you would be tied to a record of the voter's name and identity as having voted. But that voter would not be tracked to the changed vote, which happened in Georgia. The devil came down to Georgia. Yeah. The design and features of the Dominion software do not permit a simple audit to reveal its misallocation, redistribution, or deletion of votes. So essentially allowed an unauthorized user the opportunity to arbitrarily add, modify, or remove log entries. So there was another damning thing. So they claim a water leak at the... uh, Fulton County election workers. And they had a uh, camera. But and there was no leak. The State Farm Arena. And the reasons for events, the fraud. So, specifically, video from the State Farm Arena in Fulton County shows that on November 3rd, after the polls closed, election workers falsely, so video record of it, claimed a water leak required the facility to close. All poll workers and challengers were evacuated for several hours at about 10 p.m. However, several election workers remained unsupervised and unchallenged working at the computers for the voting tabulation machines until after 1 a.m. I guess. So it goes on to uh, talk about defendants Kemp and Raffensperger rushed through the purchase of Dominion voting machines and so software in 2019 for the 2020 presidential election. I have some information on Dominion. A certificate from the Secretary of State was awarded to Dominion Voting Systems but is undated. Why don't we fix this? So defendants Kemp and Raffensperger disregarded all all the concerns that caused Dominion software to be rejected by the Texas Board of Elections in 2018. Namely, that it was vulnerable to undetected and non-auditable manipulation. And then they go on to talk about, they have like- I just don't understand. All that. these professors from all these different universities saying that this was a manipulatable uh, machine and software. And it and should never, back, ever have been used. A back but hole on a back way. Did it anyway, knowing what they were doing it for. Mm-hmm. All right, so there has been, um, um, People saying that uh, Kemp 
was paid by China, right? Uh, they basically uh, took Georgia taxpayer money again, sent it to China for uh, personal protection equipment, which was never received, and that money was laundered and sent back to camp. So that boy is in big trouble. Treason. Whoever owing allegiance to the United States levies war against them or adheres to their enemies, giving them aid and comfort within the United States or elsewhere is guilty of treason and shall suffer death or shall be in prison not less than five years and fined under this title, but not less than $10,000, right? So this is also... Decide what um, happens in Australia, <laughs> yeah, United Kingdom, uh, New South Wales, Brazil, Canada, and a lot of you guys are like chomping at the bit. Please, please, we got a lot of people need to be rounded up here, and I promise you that they will be. All right. So, what else? You guys are loving this, aren't you? <laughs> Turley Scotus Church ruling major step for ban uh, challenges. I think I already put that out. Yes. So what does that mean? It means that that is a monumental step in the direction of basically taking down step by step all the rulings that have been going on by these deep state governors to uh, lock us down. All right, a lot of guys, a lot of people have been asking me about the Unleashing Intuition Secrets course. Um, Basically, it's a foundational course. It's one I recommend you start with. But um, some people go into the remote viewing because they're like, I want to be a remote viewer. And that's cool because remote viewing is super simple. Anyone can do it. And you can do that if you like the way I do my presentations and courses and information. Then you might be, uh, you know, um, very, you know, expanded. More, more expanded by the Unleashing Intuition Secrets course and the Intuitive Warrior uh, course basically book so when you go into the Intuitive Warrior book uh, you get let me, let me see if I can go into it you get the PDF version uh, should be able to let me do it yes nah, because I'm not logged in it's not going to let me look at it but when you go into because someone is asking me about this and uh when you go in uh, and click on uh, the PDF, if you want to download the PDF, you scroll down. Not in the book itself, because don't get caught up in the book. It's on the side. Scroll down and you'll see the link to download the PDF. Okay, so somebody asked me that. I just want to share that with everybody. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. And a lot of you guys have, a lot of you guys have bought this book. I'm like, uh, yesterday, 15 books went out. I got another 10 uh, books that I'm going to get out. So I'm getting them out as fast as I can, guys. Almost running out of my books, though. So if you've been holding back to buy those books, and if you try and buy it on Amazon, I think it's like over 100 bucks to buy one of those books. So I mean, I, maybe you guys are buying it selling it. I don't know. but uh, So get those books before they run out. They're almost done. And uh, so that's that. And lots of great courses in there. Of course, that ultimate course bundle is uh, the way to go. What is cold fusion? So, I have said that the sun is a cold fusion, that you can land on the sun. And 
and I have memories of that. Landing the sun. And I know a lot of you guys are freaking hell out right now, but it's not the way. A lot of stuff we've been taught, guys, is bullshit. <laughs> a lot of it. All right? So, like here, what is cold fusion? No other types of solar energy are physically possible, nor would there be a need for other types since electric plasma fusion on the surface of the sun is the most efficient type of nuclear fusion possible. (laughs) It is efficient that it operates at such low temperatures as the sun's current 5,505 degrees Celsius. Lie. It's a lie. So um, how is it that the planets are close to the sun are not just melted, you know, and uh, all that sun energy is all the way out to uh, Pluto, which they took off as part, it was like, how do they take Pluto off as like not being a planet anymore, it's like, that's some fishy stuff too, right, so code fusion is hypothesized, uh, because I'm code right now, uh, <laughs> out here in the cold, see the snow in the background, uh, it's hypothesized, uh, type of nuclear reaction, that would occur at or near room temperature. So, I'm gonna take you guys a little bit deeper. And uh, the, the spacecraft that we use in the Secret Space Force is cold fusion. And when you go to these deep underground uh, military bases where they have like a sun-like uh, um, domed like a sun, mm-hmm. uh, that's a cold fusion device that's you know, basically sending out light and then they can dim it so it's like dark and put it up, you know. It's uh it's cold fusion, right? So uh, they have those devices uh, uh, in those dumps. Yeah. And uh, they've been sense. keeping that from us. That's not cool, right? No, so, it's not. Ah, man. We're all the same people. Pay, pay big. But once that's once that's out and we start to uh, start to utilize all this stuff, it's gonna be amazing. So that's my insights on cold fusion. Let me take you guys deeper again. Uh Right, so in Lantean time frames, we used crystals. So the crystals um, basically had cold fusion too. So Mm -hmm. uh, some of these uh, sun-like devices, uh, somehow there were crystals, uh, massive crystals that were used to create energy and some of those crystals were in the pyramids and that's how they created uh, energy yeah. energy came from the pyramids yeah. at one time all over the world there's hundreds and hundreds of pyramids all over the world and they were basically used as devices to create energy that was beamed out right mm-hmm. just kind of like Tesla Tesla energies so these are going to come back so and that's what I got for Thanksgiving, guys. Happy Thanksgiving out there. Um, a lot of you guys uh, in the chat. JoJo, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you connected what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking Yeah. Pyramids are energy generators. Nobody knows how to turn on. Yes. But that information is going to come out. Of course, they have to, they're going to have to be re, uh, reconfigured again and fixed up. But that's, that's going to that's gonna be Crystal caves and healing people, yes. Golden, oh, you're into that. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, Golden Wolf Woman, good. All right, so guys, 
Uh, I'm gonna go eat some uh, some Thank unbelievable you. food here, and I hope you guys are, and I hope you're having a great time with your families. Lots of love out there, and I will see you guys again next time. Okay. So, um, because he mentioned in regard to the uh, voting machines um, by Dominion, I have a podcast. And it's very, very short. Um, so I'm just going to sneak that one in here too. By Dominion. I watched the whole thing um, on another uh, podcast about what they did. And I'm thinking, I feel like I'm in kindergarten. You know, what the heck's going on? Where'd that go? This isn't the exact one, but it talks about Dominion. It's not exactly the same one, though. Not the one. A man who claims he infiltrated a call between Antifa members says he has signed an affidavit swearing under penalty of perjury that he heard a director of Dominion Voting Systems tell Antifa members in September that he's made sure Trump won't win the election. President Trump's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, spoke about the alleged corruption of Dominion Voting Systems Thursday, including within the leadership of the company, and he singled out one of Dominion's directors, Eric Coomer. He's the vice president. By the way, Coomer character, who is close to Antifa, off all of his social media. Ha ah, but we kept We've got it. The man is a vicious, vicious man. He wrote horrible things about the president. He is completely, he is completely biased, he's completely warped, and he specifically says that they're going to fix this election. According to a web archive recorded on November 9th, Eric Coomer is the director of product strategy and security for Dominion Voting Systems. He also owns multiple patents for Dominion software and systems. After allegations against Dominion came out, the company deleted information about its leadership off its website. Using archives, we can find that up until recently, Coomer was listed as one of Dominion's directors. In this video from 2016, Coomer spoke on behalf of Dominion when he was the company's um, vice president. Hey, uh, Dr. Coomer, uh, Eric Coomer. Um, yeah, I, mean, I can say that uh, well, we're constantly assessing... Uh, the video was taken by Defend the Vote activist Sharon Maroney during a meeting with the Illinois State Board of Elections. The board was investigating the security of Dominion. In, uh, no, we are not allowed to do routine updates without having to go through a recertification effort, um, but we do uh, routinely give guidance on how to best secure systems. 
Joe Oatland, founder of a faith-based advocacy group, recently exposed Coomer's alleged ties to Antifa. It began while Oatland was doing investigative work and infiltrated a phone call between members of Antifa in Denver in September of this year. It began while Oatman was doing investigative work and infiltrated a phone call between members of Antifa in Denver in September of this year. On the Conservative Daily podcast, Oatman explained what he heard during the alleged phone call. This is the Eric speaking. Uh, we have prepared for the new future where we put down these uh, fascist Fs, right? Uh, I'm not going to use the word because I want everybody to be able to hear this. Mm-hmm. Someone interrupts, who's Eric? Someone else answers, Eric is the Dominion guy. So go ahead, Eric, came from somebody else. So Eric responds. So actually, somebody actually interrupts first, says, what are we going to do if effing Trump wins? Right? As in, somebody's frustrated and they're they're talking on this call. And he responds, and I'm paraphrasing this, right? Don't worry about the election. Trump is not going to win. I made effing sure of that. Ha, 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 ha. And everyone's like, yeah. NTD News was not able to independently verify these claims. Oldman later looked onto Coomer's Facebook page and found numerous anti-Trump and anti-police Facebook posts. Oldman said the most alarming thing he saw was the Antifa manifesto posted by Coomer. But after Oldman shared his findings online, both his Facebook and Twitter accounts were shut down. Facebook said it was because he was using multiple accounts to threaten and intimidate, which Oltman denies. Coomer's accounts also disappeared off the internet, along with his profile on Dominion's website. Oltman told the Conservative Daily podcast on Thursday that since he went public with the information, he's been getting death threats, and said he sees this as a battle between upholding the Constitution and communism. Utterman said he will wait until the Trump legal team publicly releases his Abby David before releasing it himself. Reporting by Grace Coulter, NTD News. Wayne County's GOP board member, Monica Palmer, says she was doxxed. This as more and more Republicans are bullied for working on issues about election integrity. NTD's Christina Kim has the details. William Hartman and Monica Palmer faced over two hours of public criticism following the board meeting, with many calling them racists for voting to not certify Wayne County results. The pair cited numerous concerns that led to their decision, including 72% of the absentee voting precincts being unbalanced. Unbalanced means that the number of ballots did not equal the number of votes cast. William Hartman said the canvassing board typically receives a report on poll books, but did not this time. Instead, they were given it orally and they had to take notes. And now Monica Palmer has said she was doxxed by Ned Stabler, who was at the online meeting. In an interview with Fox News program The Ingram Angle, she said Stabler used his social media platform to repeatedly dox me, post my phone number, my home address, my email address, and encourage people to stop by my house and share their anger with me. Michigan lawmakers, including Senate Republicans Majority Leader Mike Shirky, met with President Trump. Shirky was met by protesters at the Reagan National Airport screaming, shame on you and respect the Michigan voter. An alarming number of people who simply admit, report on, or investigate election irregularities or represent the Trump campaign are being bullied and harassed. A number of lawyers withdrew from the Trump campaign after being threatened and harassed. One of President Trump's campaign lawyers in Pennsylvania had to be placed under official protection following threats of harm against her, to the point where police and U.S. Marshals had to be called in. Michigan will hold a vote on Monday, November 23rd to certify the state election's results. Norm Schinkel of the Michigan Board of State Canvassers said he makes no predictions on his vote, expressing reservations on voting on Monday. Christina Kim, NTD News. 
The security of voting machines has been brought into the spotlight. That's after numerous allegations of voter fraud and very close races in some battleground states. We hear from two tech experts on the status of the election technology and their arguments for updating it. Going to the patients. With the hotly contested presidential election on our hands, tech experts are voicing their concerns about the equipment used to count votes. Arthur Rosenfield has 20 years' experience in systems That's administration so and internet servers. He says we need a better system that can confirm who a registered voter was for any given ballot. I think, from the standpoint of the voter integrity across the whole country, I think there needs to be a standardized and very well. Um, managed and, and policed electronic system, or we should revert to a paper system. The founder of Cyber Summit USA, Bedford Rand, advocates for an up-to-date voting system. He says that with voting machines that range from a few months to up to 12 years old, there's no software update that can immediately fix a problem. Conversely, if the machines are uniform and regulated, a patch can be digitally sent out to fix the problem quickly in the event of a breach. The latest report that I read was over 40 states, which is the vast majority of our country, have voting machines that are more than 10 years old, which means they have not been cybersecurity tested and they are not up to the standards of today's technology. Rand says manipulating a million votes is quite a task. But altering 12,000 votes, like which is the margin in Georgia, is not so hard. Door. He adds with a tight election like this, it's important to have a system is in place so Americans can Cows feel on? confident that their votes are being counted. Reporting by David Zhang and Kevin Hogan, NTD News. So a presidential candidate, Joe Biden, wants to put in place a tax on certain guns that people already own. According to one analysis, the plan could cost current gun owners up to $34 billion. NTD's Arian Pazdar has more. Biden wants to enact legislation to ban the manufacture and sale of assault weapons in high-capacity magazines. He also plans to include those weapons into the National Firearms Act in order to impose a $200 tax for each gun that someone possesses already. An analysis published by the Washington Free Beacon this week concluded that those actions would cost gun owners up to $34 billion. Nicholas Giordano, a professor of political science at Suffolk Community College, says Biden's proposal goes against the Constitution. It's saying that a new tax will be applied to already previously purchased firearms. And to me, that violates Article 1, Section 9 of the United States Constitution, where the government cannot pass any ex post facto laws. They can't make something illegal today that wasn't illegal a few days ago. Biden argues that the National Firearms Act has been in place since 1934, but the 1934 Act and its tax only apply to when a gun is manufactured, not to already possessed ones. Uh, the reality is there'll be massive pushback against the Biden administration for trying to put in such an unconstitutional law. And once again, it would be the courts that would have to work it out. I do think that they would rule it unconstitutional. He added this year's lockdown and violent riots in cities across the U.S. made people across the whole political spectrum realize how important gun ownership is. Reporting by Arian Pazdar, NTD News. And now we turn to U.S.-China relations. Would Americans be more willing to do business in China under a Biden administration? Mm -hmm. NTD's Tiffany Meyer brings us more. 
According to a survey by American Chamber of Commerce in Shanghai, or AmCham, U.S. companies are optimistic about doing business with China under a Biden administration. The survey asked 124 company leaders, how has the U.S. election results affected your thinking about doing business in China? Over 60% said they view doing business in China positively under a Biden administration. And 28% of U.S. companies think U.S.-China trade tensions will ease. The president of AmChem, Kerr Gibbs, said that companies foresee stability in the U.S.-China relationship under Biden. It's worth pointing out that the survey assumes that Biden won the election, which legally he has not. Some of Trump's notable policies on China include sanctioning Huawei, which is known to have close ties to the Chinese military. The U.S. intelligence agencies have repeatedly warned that the company's technology may be used to spy on users. He also limited Chinese state media journalists' presence in the U.S. The State Department identified the outlets they worked for as propaganda organs of the CCP. Okay, so that is what I have on uh, Dominion and their equipment. Um, I just don't understand. I, I really, really don't understand why we can't figure out a, a foolproof way of voting. It, it just goes, um, it, it's beyond me. I just can't figure it out. Okay, so I have another Ben Fulford I wanted to share with you. Let's go back up here. Let's see, one, two, three, it should be... COVID-19 campaign is a sign full of satanic rebellion against the creator. The ongoing COVID-19 pandemic campaign is a full-scale satanic rebellion against the creator. That is because when a government is actively fighting to suppress the truth, that is working against the creator of the truth, the creator of the universe. Right now, the Satan control, corrupted media, and the slave government are lying about the pandemic and actively murdering those who try to expose it. History shows that when governments fear the truth and increase repressions, history shows that when governments fear the truth and increase repressions, their days are limited. These are the conclusions reached after a really eye-opening visit to family and friends in Canada. These people still live inside the fake corroborate news bubble and actually believe that COVID-19 is a real danger despite all the evidence to the contrary. My sister, who is a specialist in epidemics, my sister, who is a specialist in epidemics and head of medicine at a major university hospital in Canada, has been on front lines of the so-called epidemic since the beginning. Her conclusion is that. There has been a vast overreaction to something that falls to meet the definition of a real pandemic. According to her, the overall death rate from respiratory disease is lower than in average years. However, these expansions of this thing as cancer screening and treatment of other illnesses means it is too early to tell if the overall death rate is dropping. Either way, 
it is clear what we are dealing with is not a medical issue but a political one. What's interesting is that until I actually went to Canada and talked with her, it turns out all my emails asking her about this in the past had been blocked by a third party. In other words, government agencies are censoring private emails to suppress medical truth. The other observation is how easy it was to take a stable democracy like Canada's and turn it into 